Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Well, 2022 is in the books. Did the Santa rally happen? Did we get a bunch of lumps of coal? 2023 has already started. First trading day is tomorrow, January 3rd. And to have this discussion, we're going to bring on the one and only Mr. Dan Bird. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Happy I'm New doing Year. well. Happy New Year. Thank you for doing this on Monday. I was I didn't do any recordings yesterday, so I appreciate you being flexible. No problem. The market's closed, so. Yeah, I figured. It's all good. So, uh, so what happened? Did Santa show up or uh, did he just not uh, come this year? Well, he's he's been AWOL. He's been AWOL. Is there a chance he still shows up or is the Santa rally over now? There, the there is a chance. <laughs> just like right. dumb, dumb and Dumber. <laughs> You're saying there is there's a chance. chance. Um, I'm going to share my newsletter and there's something in there that we can talk about, the Santa rally. Okay. Thank you. So I, I send this out every week. I do the research on my own and share it with other folks. If anybody's interested, just send me an email to breakpointtrading at gmail.com and I'll send you last week's and add you to the list. So that uh, little section on the left-hand side there is kind of what you're talking about. Ah, okay, so... Last five trading days through the first two trading days of the new year. I didn't know that. Okay. That's what the, that's what the definition, according to Stock Traders Almanac. Okay. And they do research, market research going back a hundred years. So that's what they define as the Santa rally. Mm-hmm. Five last five trading days of the old year and the first two trading days of the new year. So they have something that they call the January effect or the January barometer. Mm-hmm. January has a 72% chance of predicting the market for the rest of the year. Okay. So if it, go, if it goes up in January, then most likely the market will be up for the year. So these are the three criteria that they use. The first one is the Santa rally. Okay. We got two more, two more days left on that one. Mm-hmm. Number two is the first five trading days. So that's January 3rd through January 9th. So okay. next Monday. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is the full month of January. Gotcha. Last year, we only got one of those. We got a Santa rally, but we didn't get the first five trading days were down and the full month obviously was down. And then the whole year ended up being down. So yeah, that's maintain that 72% uh, track record. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun to watch or not, depending on how January goes. Yeah. And uh, talking about January, here's what January looks like. This is also from Stock Traders Almanac. But I added in um, all of the other lines and and notes in here. Mm -hmm. So what they do is they just give the 20 trading days for January down at the bottom. Gotcha. But you can't really figure out which days those are unless you actually put them in. Right. So I actually put in, you know, the 
third through the sixth is the first week, second week, third week, et cetera. I understand. Okay. Thank you. And, and then I put in the the key um, events that will happen in January. So based on this report, it looks like again over this twenty one year period, uh, generally January is sucked. The first um, week or so of January is usually up. Mm -hmm. And then yes, historically the rest of January is not great. Okay. Doesn't, yeah, doesn't it, mean it's it, gonna doesn't mean it will be terrible either, but it's just not. Yeah, you you may not know this, but I'm going to ask anyway. Uh, one of the things that I expect to come in early January, early meaning, I don't know, sometime be before the 15th, just to pick a day, is negative pre-announcements, right? We just closed the year uh, for lots of people who are on the calendar year for financial reporting. It's their end of Q4, uh, which for many companies is their biggest quarter. If people were going to have negative earnings surprises, i.e. a pre-announcement, do you think those could come about as soon as this week or next week? Yeah, probably. I mean, the ones that end their year at the end of December will be reporting end of January or early February. Okay. And if they are going to have pre-announcements, now keep in mind, there's two reasons for pre-announcements. The first one is if there is a material change, they need to let the market know that. Correct. The second one is they just might might want to hedge their bets. Yeah, I think it was. They might want to use all of the all of the negative um, e economic reports as a way to say we're not going to do very well, and then beat that. Yeah, that maybe wasn't right. it Micron last quarter that actually had two negative pre announcements and then yeah. still missed? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, again, I negative pre-announcements, you know, really didn't happen for two years because everybody was blowing it out. Uh, right. But we started to see some negative pre-announcements last quarter. I believe, and again, I would love to be wrong, but I think a bunch of negative pre-announcements start next week and, and certainly the week after when the when all the accounting starts to come together. And any good CFO worth his salt is going to want to take advantage of that. Oh, right? for sure. Yeah. And uh, kitchen you know, sink, put the kitchen sink in there, lower yeah, the bar, throw everything, throw everything in there now. And if, if they, you know, lower their, their projections and then they still meet them, mm -hmm. then the wall street will consider that a beat. Yeah. They'll, yeah. Or, they'll forget if about they even, it. If, exactly. if they lower it and then beat it, then yeah. wall street, wall street forgets what they said last quarter. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I was just curious. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's very possible in this environment. Okay. And that second week, the fifteenth, would be in the second week here, between right. the two green, between the green arrows. Yeah, I think I think that's when it happens. They'll, they'll come back, they'll see where they are, they'll do their journal entries, and they go, "Damn, that's a shitty quarter." What else can we throw in there? Which, interestingly enough, is also the week of the CPI next CPI report. Oh, when does that come out? I don't actually don't know the date. Right, that's right here in red. Oh, the twelfth. Oh, look at that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, the first week of January is normally when all the mutual funds and 401ks are getting funds in. Yeah. There's a lot of inflows and they they need to be long. So they have to put that to work somewhere. Mm -hmm. So they put it in the market. And that's the reason that the beginning of January often has a nice little rally. Mm -hmm. But yes, we could get negative reports in that week. We'll get a CPI report, which I'm going to, I'll show you what I think might happen on that one here in a minute. Okay. Um, 
So all of those things might lead to, you know, historically following the same trend. Yeah. And then we've got non-farm payrolls Friday. Yeah, that's going to be a big one. I think yeah. expectations are 200,000. Last I, last I read. Right. And I got to tell you, I think it comes in light. I think it comes in low. I think it will come in a little bit low. And this is, again, the good news is bad news. Generally speaking, it comes in strong. We like that. But uh, we don't want it to come in strong because that means the Fed's got more work to do. So I think this is the first time the unemployment or the employment picture looks less strong than the market expects. And maybe that's a little hopium in my on my part. Uh, I think that I think that's possible. I mean, there's been quite a few layoffs. Now, a lot of those are concentrated in technology, mm -hmm. but um, you know that's it's starting to accelerate. Uh, up, up at the top, I put the January barometer, what we just talked about, mm -hmm. and, and then I circled the dates down here, or I outlined the dates down here. Right. So the two red ones is the end of the Santa rally, and the green one is the first five day five trading days. And then the last one is the full month of January. I got you. Okay. So, very cool. However, that goes usually seventy-two percent of the time determines what the rest of the year will look like. Mm -hmm. Now, okay, I like it. Let's go to. Let's first look at my newsletter. Mm -hmm. So here's the calendar. Last week it was pretty light. Pending home sales came in. Lower than expected. Much lower than expected. Yeah. Yep. Housing's in a depression, Dan. I don't know if you know that, but housing's in a depression. Yeah, I know. My uh, my rental property's going down. <laughs> it's, still, it's still higher than what I paid for. Yeah, there you go. But it's going down. It doesn't really matter. I'm not, won't be selling it for quite a no. long time. No. Yeah, so there's um, yeah, non-fem payrolls. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Yeah, next week, jolts, the jolts number. That's going to be a really important one. Yeah, again, we hope for that to come in lower. We, we yeah, the, the Fed, we got to keep saying the Fed's winning. Yes, that's right. The forecast is for slightly lower. I think in general, other than some of the layoffs we've heard about, mm -hmm. in general, the job market is still hanging in there pretty well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Friday, we've got non-farm payrolls. Forecast uh, 3.7 still. And 3.7% on unemployment rate. Yeah, the Fed's not winning. The, the, that's got to go up for the Fed to win. Yeah. Well, it, the Fed wants that to go to 4.6. Probably, yeah, in the fours for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, these are, both of these will be interesting. The Jolts number on Wednesday and payroll number on Friday. So again, that's, that's going into to basically that first week of January which are the mm -hmm. two criteria for the January barometer. Okay. And then take a look at this. This Ooh. is my commodity, my commodity graph. This is what you're using for your CPI discussion? Right. Okay. Exactly. So if you remember when I showed this last month, mm -hmm. for the month of November, all of these were headed lower. In fact, gas and oil were dramatically lower. If you look between November and December right here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the next one we got on January 12th is going to be for this December period. Hmm. 
And the CRB, which is made up of these commodity, 19 commodities over here, agriculture, energy, et cetera, that's basically flat. So it, it had a nice downtrend, but now it's back up again. Hmm. Oil and gas both have spiked higher. Interesting. So they're both slightly higher than when we entered the month in December. And there's and they're continuing to trend higher. Now lumber is down. Lumber lumber's continued to drop. Yeah. But what this tells me is remember last time I said we could we could uh, have a number in the low sixes? Yeah. Last time we went from seven seven to seven one. Mm -hmm. So a point six percent drop. Yeah. If we had the same point six, we'd end up at six point five. Right. Right. Yeah. However, this looks much different than it did in November. Yeah, the the yeah, I agree. We could we could end up with a flat CPI number. Oh, really? Seven one. Yeah. Seven seven one, something in that. And in other words, without a six handle. Yeah, I'm gonna again hope the Fed is winning. Uh, I'm gonna hope for a six eight six nine. That's possible. Yeah. And I think it's going to be the, again, I think inflation is three parts. I think what we're seeing now is goods are coming down, used cars, clothing, stuff right. like that. It's yeah. all the easy stuff. That stuff's going to be over in Q1, but I think it's enough to get us to six, eight, six, nine. Right. I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah. It would be good to get below seven. I agree. Just psychologically. I, I think, if, I think if we stay above seven, even if it's seven, oh, which is lower oh. than the last one, but still in the sevens. It's a problem. I don't think the market's going to like that. No, because the Fed's got to do more. Yeah, exactly. Right. So remember, that's right here. At the 12. That second week. It's right at the point where historically over the last 21 years, the market starts to sell off the end of January. Yep. <clears throat> so watch that. That's really important. That CPI number. Mm-hmm. Here's where we are right now for the year, basically. Yep. You can see every time we hit this downtrend line and now the 200-day moving average, yeah. which those are basically you know, going down together now, then we get rejected. And then we, we fill this gap down here and we've just traded sideways since then for two weeks. We've just I remember sideways. when you highlighted that gap a couple of weeks ago. You have your playlist. People can go back and right. watch that you highlighted. Yeah, that I highlighted it way. Actually, probably up in here. I probably thought we'd go back yeah. and fill it. Yep, you did, and you called it. <clears throat> right. So right now, like I said in the news, my newsletter, I said it, it's a, it's a flip a coin right now whether the market goes up or down. Well, I just when that happens, I I always I always lean on the macro environment. Generally speaking. Uh, I think there's a lot of negative announcements. And actually, Tesla's uh, deliveries are supposed to be out today, I think. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, and we'll, see. we'll talk about Tesla in a minute. All right. Where, where do you want to go next? I'm going to look up. And All see right. So, um, so just to point out on this chart right here, the market right now is below all of its main moving average lines. It's below the 200, which is the spray Ooh, dotted. Tesla line. missed. Tesla missed. I'm looking this up on Twitter right now. Tesla deliveries, 405,000 estimates were 420. Um, really? Yeah, so that's a that's a miss. And the market's not open today, so. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to show anything, but. Yeah, it's still, it's actually showing it slightly up. 
from Friday's close, but that's extended hours really aren't open until six, yeah, no, six tonight. Until tomorrow. We'll see what happens at six o'clock tonight when the when the after hours futures market opens. But anyway, it's below all the moving averages. The 21-day is trending down. The 21-day just crossed the 50-day. And the market is below all of them. So I said it flip a coin because it's moving, been moving sideways for two weeks. But the, the scales is more to the downside than the upside. Yeah. yeah. Because it's below all of these moving averages. This is the uh, VIX still sort of just trending sideways just like the market basically yeah do you think do you again the vix is something i've always watched because it it highlights for me capitulation yeah it's do you think it might come in january you might get that washout moment it's possible yeah it's uh if if we do i mean we could go to 3200 very quickly yeah and that's a number you all of those things that we just talked about happen if if we get uh, negative earnings announcements. If we get uh, higher CPI than expected, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, you get, get a strong jobs number on get Friday. A strong jobs number next Friday. You get uh, sticky inflation, and then you get pre-announcements. Here we come, right. thirty-two hundred. Yeah, we could we could get there very quickly, and then and then this VIX is going to spike way up here to forty. Yeah, that's probably. exactly right. That's that's what you want to see for a capitulation. We really haven't seen that yet. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. And then uh, this one we talked about already. This is the um, Fed fund rate, just to revisit this to see where we're at. We're at 428 right now, right mm -hmm. up here. Um, the next one's not till February 1st. Correct. So there won't be one in January, but nope. February 1st is the next one, probably a quarter point. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing two more quarters and then they're done. Yeah, so that that would put us and two quarter points and then we're done. Yeah, four. So that would put us up five. at about four eighty three, mm -hmm. up about here. Not quite as high as as where it was just before the Great Recession, mm -hmm. but getting close to that. Yeah, right. And then this is the this is the chart. This is the long term chart that I use to determine whether we are still in a secular bull. And we still are. Right. None of these things have turned red yet. The RSI hasn't gone below 40. The PPO price performance oscillator has not gone below zero. So it's still okay. in positive momentum. Mm -hmm. And the market itself, now remember, this is a monthly chart, so it moves very slowly. Mm -hmm. But even though we went below this 200 weak moving average right here mm -hmm. we didn't close below it right so that's the third one none of these have issued any warnings that we're no longer in a secular bull market okay all right and these are these i'll save till later okay um you want to just flash tesla and then we'll get on to the next oh episode? yeah tesla yeah that's what i want to do um actually let me do that by going here. Yeah, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go to articles. So that's stock charts, articles, and you can get this part for free. You can just log into start stock charts, click on articles. Mm -hmm. And then uh, these are all the contributors here. 
some of these are we'll be doing the 2023 market summit next week next saturday which i sent the link for everybody if you want to join it's free yeah. uh, vector vest is also doing one friday and saturday next week i'm going to actually go to that it's in tampa nice um, but i put that in my newsletter as well that's free too you can log into it and once you register you'll get it they'll send you the the recording so you can watch it later if you want to but i'm going to click on tom Bowley right here and here's his 2023 stock market forecast so here's what he says large caps must rebound and then he showed these are these are monthly charts so this goes all the way back to 1993. oh my goodness all right tesla's one of these so it's i think the last one so this is Apple. You see this blue line right here is the 50-month moving average. So that's about four years. And you can see whenever this is Apple, whenever Apple gets down to that 50-month or close to it is when it re rebounds. Okay. It's starting to come down, but it's not quite there yet. Mm -hmm. Next one is Microsoft. Microsoft Ooh. hit it right here mm -hmm. and then started to bounce back up. So Microsoft might be in the process of rallying. We'll have to see, but it's pretty close to that blue line. Here's Amazon. Ooh. Amazon, Amazon has, I mean, the Amazon looks pretty bad compared to the other ones. Yeah. Right. I mean, you can see the green and the blue line. The green line is rolled over, but it hasn't touched the blue one yet. Same up here. The green one is rolled over a little bit, but for Apple, but it hasn't touched the blue one. But if you look at Amazon, the green line is now crossing the blue line. Mm. So it's back to the 2020 pandemic low. Wow. Right here. So Amazon is not looking good. His, his uh, note here says that for the market to rally, we need these big cap names to start to rally too. Mm. So that's Amazon, here's Google. Hmm. Again, Google is right on that blue line and actually for the last month has been selling off. Yeah. So it it is dangerously close to dropping below it. And keep an eye on this PPO. This is the momentum indicator. If it goes below zero, that means that momentum has changed from positive to negative. Mm -hmm. And then finally, Tesla. Hmm. Wow. Tesla is dro has dropped below its blue line big time. This is the last month. Look at that big, long red candle. Yeah. And again, this is back to 2010. This is a, a very long-term monthly chart. But if you look at this, he's pointing out that there's a head and shoulders pattern on Tesla. Hmm. Left shoulder, right shoulder, head. If you measure the top to the neckline, and he makes a point of saying, when you do this, if any, if there are any technical folks out there that are studying technical trading, you learn about patterns like head and shoulders, and you learn that the, the distance, the target is the distance from the top to the neckline, mm -hmm. should be the same distance to the bottom. But don't make the mistake of measuring that with the actual dollars, dollar amounts. And this is a really good example of why. Because Tesla was up around 400 and 22 or something like that after the split well if you if you figured out the the distance from there to the neckline using dollars then the target would be zero. Oh wow now there might be people that think tesla's going to zero sure 
but I don't think it will. Yeah. So it's better to use percentages like he does here. Oh, so 50.7%, then the target is right here at 100. Okay. Tesla's not quite there yet. I think it was 120 or something last week. Yeah, yeah it closed uh, 123. Oh, there you go. On Friday. So Doesn't sound there. like it's going to have a good good open, <laughs> based on what we talked no, about. No, I mean, it could, it, could get to, it could easily get to 100 yeah. on uh, tomorrow. Yeah. When it opens. So Tesla is does not look good, not very healthy for Tesla. Um, by the way, let's see. This is something that I forgot to do last week. I'm gonna do it now though. Okay. He this is a this is a it might be too late to do this, mm. but this is an ETF that trades the re, the reverse of Tesla. Oh, wow. I didn't know that existed. TSLQ. So you can see when Tesla was selling off from the beginning of December, this one had a really nice run higher. Yeah. Right? Went, went from $55 to $90. Tesla the last three days has had a nice little rally, maybe in anticipation of a good number today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. But when Tesla drops, this should this basically should be a mirror image of Tesla. In fact, let's try that. Let's look at Tesla and TSLQ side by side. So here's the daily view. So here's Tesla on the left, and here's TSLQ on the on the right. Basically, a mirror image. Here's the weekly view. So if you think Tesla is going to zero, yeah, this might be a way to play it. Just you can yeah, buy this I, just like any other stock, TSLQ. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't touch cult stocks. Yeah, no, not I, I, it's it's probably too late anyway. Yeah, um, especially with a bad report today, Tesla's going to gap down in the morning. Yeah, you would think. Yep, and uh, it it could actually start to recover after that mm -hmm. gap down. Yeah. That's, well, the, that's we... the hard. That's the hard part about the market. You you see a report like that, you're like, oh, I'm I'm getting I'm selling Tesla short, right? And you do that the first thing in the morning, and Tesla gaps down, and it's it's at its low, and it never goes lower than that. It just starts right, yeah. climbing higher from there. Yeah, amateur hour. Yeah, that and short covering. I mean, there's so many people probably that are short still Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. That um, you know that's going to give them a great opportunity to take their profits. So the short covering will push the, the price back up after they open. Well, do me a favor, show your newsletter one more time because we're going to get into video number two where you do a scan for dividend stocks. Yeah, we'll uh, look at the dividend payers, and I'll show you something on VectorVest and how we can do a back test on those nice. to see how they perform in the past. Very very cool, folks. If you're listening um, on the podcast, it is Breakpoint Trading at gmail.com. Get this report weekly. Uh, I do. I scan through it. Uh, he, it's amazing that he does this for all of us. Breakpointtrading at gmail.com. There's a lot of charts in there, so it doesn't take very long to scan through it, really. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I put a lot of stuff in there. There's quite yeah. a bit in there this week. Yeah. I actually Thank put you. in a uh, New Year's resolution for stock trading at the end. Oh, yeah? I need to go yeah. check that out. I have not read this week's. Yeah. It's, Thank you, um, buddy. All right. Talk to you later.